you need parts, O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Good morning, boys. Good morning. Morning. How's everybody feeling? Well, Jimmy's actually here. Um... It's an odd situation where he slept in, and got here. So he early. missed his bus and had to take an Uber, which means he gets to work early. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. an odd situation. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing ever ends well when Jimmy has uh, this idea in his head that he needs to go to Army Chris's place. Army Chris literally picked him up from work, drove yeah. him straight yeah. to his deck, and then started piling booze into him. Started yeah. drinking at five. Celebrate. I left there at ten. It was fourth of May the fourth be with you day or whatever. Yeah. So five. It was earlier right? than five when he was sending us pictures of you drinking. Yeah. Oh Jimmy. No, I said we drank from the time there. I left there at ten. Oh, yeah, they said five because no. it was one when we got our first picture of you shirtless on the deck. Oh, I'm sunburned <laughs> in places I didn't know I could get sunburned. I, you know what? I knew he was, and, and I'm like, and you'll get sunburned. <laughs> because there's always lots of preparation revolving around, right? Yeah. Around, yeah. yeah. Every every time we go to Jamaica, gets burnt. <laughs> first day. Just toasted. Yeah. Never puts the sunscreen on. Well, I mean... It's a good thing you're only in your 20s. You still have lots of time to learn all these valuable and important lessons about the life we live. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys my... know how to use a Keurig machine? A Keurig? Yeah. Do you put water in the topper? Yeah, usually. Usually there's a tank you fill up. Why? Okay, I have, I got to figure this stupid thing out. We got this... Coffee's not available here in Toronto. Like where I'm at, Starbucks doesn't open up for whatever uh, reason. And I'm not going to wander around the city looking for a coffee place. <laughs> and then the Keurig machine in the Airbnb doesn't work. Yeah. Or you just don't know how to make it's it. It's a real struggle. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. Lying on your um, <clears throat> Facebook in particular, for whatever reason, this one focused on Facebook. Um, can uh, can do damage. It can risk your reputation. So the topic this morning, and we'll go around the horn. Do you lie on your Facebook? I had to think about this. Um, is this like lying about what you're doing? Um, those sort of things, like when people post, like everything's good in my life. Well, I, I think I think it's anything. I think yeah. it's a it's a it's a exaggerating a relationship with yeah, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's lying in the comment section. It's um, over exaggerating your, you know, what you're doing on vacation. Who is, I think it's anything. Who is that rapper that posted on their social media about like taking a private plane, but it was clearly fake, like it was just one that was on the runway, but they were lying on their social media about it. I think that happens a lot. Yeah. So that sort of I, thing I, too. Yeah. For me, I've always sort of leaned heavy on um on the truth. Mhm. And, and and it's gotten me into a lot of trouble. And I have actually had people tell me you might have been better off just to not be honest there. And I've sort of stuck to my guns over the years. And uh I I don't know if this is this is something that'll change, uh, but I think people are more inclined to exaggerate or stretch the truth about their lives in some capacity, one way or the other, on social media. Mm -hmm. Or you just I don't, think it happens. Yeah, you just don't tell the full picture sometimes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, I can't believe how many people lie on their resumes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like one, of those things, one of those things you don't think is ever going to come back to you until you're actually working the job and they start asking you questions about your history. <laughs> Every time we do one of these topics, anything remotely related to being honest about job stuff, it's always shocking to me how many people like phone in and, and text in about, you know, the things they lie about. Yeah. And they always, yeah, but listen, I kind of, you know what I mean? There's always some sort of explanation for it. Mm -hmm. I, the only thing that I lie that I can think of right now that's on my social media that isn't the truth is that that I said that I was a janitor at the bear. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's not quite the truth. But I actually... I kind of was. <laughs> you were the one that I spent had to most fix everything. Of my, I spent most of my time cleaning up <laughs> at the bear. Anyway, uh, that's our topic this morning. Um, do you lie on social media? The locker room topic of the day. Do you lie on social media? Um, Jimmy, you're up. I don't. I don't think I do. Like, I'm pretty honest like i share almost every part of my life is on social media on most <laughs> cases and the only the only time i lie is when grant changes my facebook that's the only lying that ever happens on my social media is when you guys do something yeah i think the fake birthday grant, jimmy's jimmy's fairly obvious yeah yeah he's fairly upfront. you grant no, I don't post anything that's not true on my my social media. Most of my social media is just what I'm doing in the moment, so it's kind of hard to lie about it. <laughs> and why would I, right? So there's nothing in your like in your profile settings for Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Oh, the jokes, yeah, they're not lies though. Like I have on there, um, <laughs> former wedding singer turned karaoke star, like. It's just, it's jokes. It's not like I'm posting, like, two-time multi-Juno-nominated, like, (laughs) I got third hottest guy in this Arby's right now, former wedding singer turned karaoke star. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I don't think that's what this survey is (laughs) talking about. I don't think they're counting that. The locker room topic of the day. All right. This is getting interesting. Do you lie on social media? We're starting to get some people texting in. Uh, inappropriate Ian. So th- he was saying, do you lie on social media? And yeah, he does. Uh, but he says, everything I put on Facebook has a grain of truth in it. And he, it's up to the reader to figure out what part of the story is the truth. Most of the people I'm friends with know that weird stuff happens to me. So they tend to believe the stories I put on social media. So he is lying on on social media, telling stories that aren't true, with a little hint of truth in them. A guy who grew up, his mother gave him the name, we found out that recently, inappropriate Ian. He grew up with that name. I think that he's probably not too concerned about his reputation. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And also, it kind of goes what he's doing there. So he's telling the grain of truth, and then he's stretching it kind of what Grumpy Berry said. He said, when you're an adult, it's not lying anymore. It's embellishing. (laughs) That kind of goes with uh, Locke's philosophy. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, I I think what we're dealing with here now is people justifying that, you know, weaving a tale for for comedy or for for entertainment purposes for their friends on social media. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. I think there are situations where people are outwardly lying on social media. There are, yeah. But their job, but their their, car. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, what's his nut? The the guy that got run out of the the, the conservative party from Saskatchewan, 19 kids. Uh, Andrew Knack. No. (laughs) Or not Andrew Knack. Uh, Andrew, what's his name? <laughs> Andrew Dag. He's a city council. What was Jimmy? What's tall, his name? Tall, dorky guy. Andrew Shear. He said he. Andrew Shear. Remember, he was telling everybody that he sold he insurance. Was insurance. It sold insurance, and he, and they looked into it. It was a job he took out of school, out of university, and he was like 
the guy that was answering the phone. He was the cashier. Setting up appointments. Yeah. He was a cashier. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. 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 I think that's like inappropriate. What inappropriate Ian is doing is he's just bored and he's just trying to entertain his friends and family. Yeah. The one thing that I'm always curious about, though, is our expectations that we have of others to see. that I've been dealing with this a lot lately. Our expectations of others to see past what we're doing or to grasp the humor of what it is that we're saying that might not be the truth. Mm. I'll, I'll give you an example. I found it wildly entertaining for myself yesterday to ask everybody that we ran into, Uber drivers, people on the streets, um, asking them if there was any sporting events in Toronto. Like, we're right in the balls of the city. Everyone's, like literally, everyone's wearing leaf gear. Yes, the whole and, and and it's packed. You can't move downtown. And there's literally a baseball game a block away from us, and there's a hockey game a block away from us. Mm-hmm. And we get in the Uber, and I look at the Uber, and I'm like, is there some sort of sporting event tonight? <laughs> and I find that funny for myself. <laughs> and my family's laughing, but the Uber driver is giving me a detailed breakdown in his idea of what the sporting event is. Right? <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, thank you. This is exciting times in Toronto. I appreciate this. <laughs> but they My probably do get people from out of town that don't know what the Leafs are, and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I didn't get the response I expected, but I still got some humor out of it. Yes. We're doing, um, are you lying on your social media? Got a couple texts here um, saying that they think everyone is lying because it's little things like putting a filter on a photo is lying, Um, posting like you take a picture of your meal and you're like, this is the best meal ever. It's like, well, that's a lie. (laughs) That wasn't the best. It's a fried egg. Like, (laughs) that's not the best. (laughs) Okay, I guess you could look at it that you way. You could look at yeah. it that way as like, okay, maybe you're not telling the full truth, I guess, but yeah. I had a um a steak at Barbarian's Steakhouse the other night. Okay. When we got into town. And uh oh my god, guys. This <laughs> it was it was so good. I was also with a bunch of uh we'll say larger gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And um, I've never seen this before, but one of these larger gentlemen that is uh, not large by accident, by any sort of stretch of the imagination, took butter, asked for butter, and um, was uh, adding more butter to an already fat-saturated steak. Well, and they, because they put, like, I was talking to one guy that, runs one of the big steakhouses here in Edmonton. And I was like, what's the secret? And all he said was butter. He's like, "There, when we're cooking your steak, uh, there is pretty much a pound of butter sitting on top of it. On the- <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a dry-aged thing, too, which I don't, I don't do that very often. Oh, yeah, that's an $82 like normally- steak. It I'm looking was, at the menu right a, now. <laughs> it, it's that was it. I had the 16. Yeah, the 16 I almost ounce, went yeah. for the 24, right? But I thought, Dad, no, no sense being excessive. <laughs> Three, two, the locker rooms, midget at the movies. I shall call him Mini. It's like minute at the movies, but shorter. All right, we send Jimmy home on the weekends to watch movies. He's starting to get a. Have you noticed this, Grant? He's starting to get a little bit. Um, I don't know. There's some animosity about this bit. Animosity, but also surprising at times. Like I think you missed his review of cruising on Monday, and he actually kind of enjoyed cruising. Like, see, he, this is this is the thing, Jimmy. Are you seeing this as an opportunity for you to be to grow as a person? He gave it three out of five, I believe. Three cobs of corn out of five. I th- I think it's it's more to the effect of because you have sent me home from so many horrible movies that 
I'm starting to just what's what's it called? Stockholm syndrome. It could be a little bit of Stockholm syndrome, where I'm just, or maybe you're just developing like a sense for movies. I think it's a good idea that I mean, as as somebody as uncultured as you are, as sheltered as you have been over the years, to expand your horizons. But we've been doing this bit a long, long time, and, and there what are this a bit number has turned of these- into. This bit is turned into, you guys should watch this one, too. Yeah, there's a lot of anger with this bit now, yes. even though it is listeners picking the movie this year. <laughs> but you've trained... When are we getting you, asshole at the movies? Yeah. You've trained our listeners to torture me. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. <laughs> that's, that's exactly... We have sessions on Saturdays yeah. at 9, and then okay, we go guys. for breakfast at Denny's. We need you to text in about Jimmy. cruising at this time. <laughs> Because the guy who picked Cruising last week did it on purpose, knowing that... He watched it with you, though. He was giggling like an a-hole the whole time he called us, right? Okay, so if we are doing this, if we're going to continue with this bit, we just need to... I, I don't know. I don't want this to turn into something where every week you're fighting with us over what picks mm. we sent you home with. Then don't pick horrible movies. We don't. What, uh, you just assume. You haven't seen them. How do you know they're horrible? You just assume that a movie yeah. made in the seventies about the gay culture in in New York was going to be wild. But he watched it. and He enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I, th- I think that's a little bit of a stretch. You gave it three out of five. But but the thing is though is uh, his acting 50%. in the movie was really good. Like the, the acting. See, so you're starting to appreciate these movies. So it's George Clooney's birthday. What tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, Just based on your upbringing and what you went through as a as a child, I, this this re sort of shaping you and and adding culture to your life isn't an overnight process. It's probably going to take us another twenty years. But I do think that you know, you know, the culture sharing the culture has to be a show thing. We need to grow as a group. Oh, here we go. Okay. Not just get <laughs> Jimmy to grow. Yeah, let's make the midget grow. Uh, I got an idea. Let's do a Twitter poll. <laughs> Who needs more growth on the show? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're doing Clooney movies this weekend. Um, you're... Doing this because George is celebrating the 63rd birthday tomorrow. 61st. 61st birthday tomorrow. Jimmy, what George Clooney movies have you not seen? So I haven't seen uh, Hail Caesar. I don't even know what that is. That's a fairly new one. Uh, Gravity, uh, Men Who Stare at Goats, uh, (laughs) Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And I... Grant brought one up last uh, earlier in the week. Thin Red Line. I don't think I've seen that one. Have you seen Three Kings? Yes. Okay. That's a Three good Kings one. is a good movie. Yeah. Ice Cube and yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Something may, uh, for some reason I'm being drawn to Gravity. Gravity. Well, because Jimmy's obsessed with space and aliens and stuff. Gravity well, was a an interesting movie. To make a bad joke about Gravity pulling me towards Gravity. Oh. Um, Sorry, is the whistle handy? I don't know where the whistle is. I think you took it to Toronto with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I packed it in my bags, <laughs> carry-on specifically, because I didn't want it to break. Um, no, gravity, I think. Is anybody else suggesting gravity? We need some gravity? here, 780-989-0957. Um, gravity was like a big movie. I think they won some awards for that one. It was um, really well done. It was it, well it done. Had, it was a little weird at times. You know what I you know what I think with that one was for me, Gravity was the type of movie where it could have been god awful. It, it and it danced that line through the whole thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Because George doesn't do anything other than himself. Right. He's never he never plays a character. He just plays George Clooney, right? And he gets away with it. It's kind of like Tom Hanks. Has Tom Hanks ever done anything other than just himself? No. He gets away with it because he's likable. Yeah, it's right? a character that everyone loves. Yeah, I'm actually so surprised okay. I haven't seen that movie because I am a fan of Sandra Bullock. 
That's the other thing. I'm trying to send you home with one that where you're not going to be angry for like three days. I think the men who stare at goats is pretty good too. It's a wartime comedy movie. Um, it's pretty good. I, from what I remember, it's okay. Since Locke's spirit animal, you and McGregor is in it. Jeff Bridges, yeah. Kevin Spacey, Hugh McGregor, Hugh and um, Obi Wan. Oh, it's Obi Wan's <laughs> big day today, May fifth. Single to mile. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They should have released the trailer today. <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong I, with you. Honestly, though, I don't know if you're going to talk me out of Gravity. Yeah, it I, was a I'm great Gravity. Movie. It was a summer blockbuster too. Remember how huge mm -hmm. that movie was? Yeah, I went to theaters to see that one. I'm pretty sure. And yeah, they got the a uh, couple Academy Awards for that one. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. The we have got no text, so I guess we have to go with your pick. <laughs> Gravity is a good choice. It got multiple awards. It was a big movie. And it is on Netflix. There you go. All right. Okay. Let's go with Gravity. Okay. We'll I, get... I can't see you be angry about Gravity. It's got Sandra Bullock. You love Sandra Bullock in it. Yeah. It's a good movie. Ed yeah. Harris. It's only he's six he's hours good. Long. All right. There we got a text about Gravity, too. There you go. Somebody else can own it. So Mike, it's Mike's choice. There you go. Jimmy Mike. can be angry at Mike. <laughs> You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be... Um, they're going to disagree with this one, Grant. I think if anybody has owned a dog or multiple dogs, yeah, I think they're going to be disagreeing with it i had to disagree with it they were saying um so they did a study and they said that behavioral traits within breeds um don't get passed along so you know golden retrievers yeah. are bred to be affectionate and fun loving rottweilers are confident chihuahuas are yappy um they're saying no yeah. that's not a thing <laughs> <laughs> They're saying they labs are chewy. Labs chew yeah, on everything. Lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, yeah. this breed is good with oh, kids. He, he ate everything in the house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, he must have some lab in him. Well, because we've been looking, kind of looking at dogs a little bit, just to yeah, you know, we're interested in getting one. Dogs are dags, digs, and um, dags. yeah, you read all this descriptions, right? And you're like, oh, this yeah. breed is really kid friendly, and and this one is. These guys are kind so of territorial. What and... I read from the study was that 9% of their trait is carried over in, like from in a breed. Yeah. So um, they, they're, they're saying that most of the behavioral traits have to do with training and their owners. Exactly, yeah. So they're saying breeding. All, all the breeding does is alter the, how the dog looks, not necessarily how it behaves. Yeah, I, I I think they're. I'm not sure if I believe this either. Uh, like I'm not a pet <laughs> expert by any stretch. Yeah, but we got a COVID dog, and I, I don't know. Everybody to a man that we've talked to has talked to us about traits of a lab. Yeah, right. The, and all the it, things that are like, okay, this dog is gonna do this. It's probably gonna yeah. need this. Yeah. No, even Gordy, like he was a. He's a blue tick with a lab crossed, and you can s literally see both traits of those dogs, like the way he behaves. He does blue tick things, and he does um, lab yeah. things. Like, yeah. But my it's mom, my mom has three standard poodles, and their personalities for each dog is like there's a lot of differences. Like ones. You know, oh really? Cl one's one's clingy, like a you know has to follow you everywhere, and the other one and the other one could care less if you're in the same room. You know, it's some one of them barks a lot, the other ones don't. Like, huh? Okay, I don't know. I, I do think we also transfer some of our neurosis to our pets. Yeah, I think um, it's so true too. When people become their pets and their pets become their owners, right? Like, yeah, you start dressing if the you're same. A really um, nervous person, and uh, I think you can. 
I think you can transfer that energy into your dog. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that. I don't think it dominates their personality, but I think there are elements of the type of person you are if you've got if you're a couple and you're training a dog or getting a new dog yeah. you can you the dog will start to emulate your behaviors as the older it gets yeah it's it's right it's act, like i say it's so true about the whole you become the dog and the dog becomes you and yeah. <laughs> I'm of course basing this on very little evidence at all. <laughs> it's all circumstantial, but I've seen some movies. <laughs> there's a woman in our neighborhood who is a little she's I would I don't know her, I don't even know her name. I would refer to her as skittish. Mm-hmm. And um she's just a very nervous person. Like when you when we're walking on one side of the street, she will cross to the other side of the street to avoid you. She'll avoid eye contact. Um, there looks to be what might be a balding issue with mm -hmm. this poor woman. And I believe her dog is a lot like her. Her dog's going bald? <laughs> <laughs> the Locker Room presents The Grant Report. Now, Grant Johnson. Well, this is an interesting strategy. NASA has announced their plan to attract alien life to us here on Earth. And they're actually attempting to um, get aliens to make contact with us by launching pictures of naked people into space. Hey, you like this? More where this came from, big boy. <laughs> Apparently, they're sending new drawings of people. So they're going to draw them naked uh, and send them up with a picture of our DNA next to it. And then there's like a binary code attached to it, welcoming them to Earth. Depending on whose nudes we blast into space, we could either attract aliens to Earth or we could scare them very far away. Uh, but also, are we sure we want to horn them up before they get to Earth? <laughs> what kind of message are we sending these aliens? You know, we're basically sending them a, hey, you up, text at two in the morning. And they're going to get here, and they're going to be very excited to get here. We need to play hard to get with them. Hey, come to Earth if you want. I don't really care. Whatever. We need the upper hand in our relationship with them. Somebody get me the phone number for NASA. The Grant Report is brought to you by Cinco de Mayo. Here's to cultural appropriation, all in the name of getting day drunk. <laughs> si, senor. Another Corona, please. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. So I'm in Toronto right now. I'm here for, uh, for an event. My daughter's graduating, and um, she's a film student, Ryerson, formerly known as Ryerson. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, the new university name is the Metropolitan Downtown University or something like that. Rolls off the tongue. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I think I got the <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I guess the founder, Ryerson, he had something to do with the residential schools. Oh, okay. So they've changed the name, right? Um and she's been going here for the last five years because there was a one-year separation for COVID. So they made a bunch of films. The film students, that's their sort of final project, their thesis. And uh, they showed them at the IMAX uh, screen here in, in town. I don't know what it's called, but it's, it's not that far away from the downtown area. But we had to take Ubers there and back and uh, went to the went to the show last night and my daughter's film was being played uh, called Pimenta and it was great. It was I was really shocked at how professional their works were. They did oh, yeah. ten minute films, dude. It was insane. Like yeah. there was a couple of crazier ones. Like there was a few that were like out there, right? Mm -hmm. um, but they were unbelievable. It was it was insane. How yeah, they good do a good job movies. of those. Yeah, they do a really good job. And it's one of the best film schools in the country. She's very lucky. 
and um and and it was awesome wildly proud we're coming home last night around i think it's 10 30 11 and um i i hail an uber on my phone now we're right down by the water and and again i'm right in the middle we're on we're 12 york we're staying in an airbnb in the same building that my daughter lives in so i i grabbed we had to separate because there was a bunch of us so it was me and my wife and my mother-in-law and one Uber. And um, I got it on my phone. Now, yesterday, I did not drink much. Okay. I swear to God. Much. Okay. Much. <laughs> <laughs> I went out of, I, like, I got out of hand the night before. And I wasn't going to do that again. So I had a couple of drinks at dinner. And I had one beer during the screening of the movies. Okay. Okay. Stone cold sober. Get my phone, and I know where we live. I type in York, tw uh, 12 York, Toronto, Ontario, and I hit call the cab or call the Uber. Shows up 10 minutes later. We hop in. We're on our way. And we're just sort of chatting, right? I'm not really, you know, communicating a little bit with the Uber driver, but we're just sort of talking amongst ourselves about the, the, the movies and everything. And um, at one point, um, I look up and I look at my phone and I realize that we're, like, I can tell we're not going the right direction. And we're not, the, like, we're going the way we need to go, but we're, like we need, and I, and so I said to him, I said, are you, are you, um, are you trying to detour around because it's busy on the one section? He goes, um, yes. So I kind of ignored it. And then he, he knows the city better goes, than you. Yes. Uh, like, I'm not going to question what he's doing. Plus there was a Jays game last night and a Leafs game. And we're, we're going back into the city as everything is piling out. So he's going through. He took a like a, a detour down a side street, the whole nine yards, right? Like so, I'm just letting him do his thing. I'm like, well, he's obviously he does this. He's getting us back, right? He stops at Twelve Young Street and mm. says, "This is your building, right?" And we're like, "No." Right. And then York now I street. look at. Yeah, I said we're at your, which is only a couple of blocks away. Now he sits there and goes. Well, if you're if you need to go somewhere else, you need to change it, and there's going to be an addition, like an added uh, charge to it. And I'm like, oh, whatever, right? But I swear to God, I punched in York. Hmm. Wouldn't it show you? It was showing York. I'm telling yeah, you, like it if was you showing looked, me York. If you looked at your trips now, wouldn't it show you what you had punched in? Jimmy, you're the expert with with Uber. It, it usually it usually says where your destination was, but if but if, if you, you put it in wrong, twenty seven dollar surcharge. Jesus. Oh, I'm starting to hate Uber. <laughs> Uber is not good anymore. Remember when it used to be awesome? When it was like cheap and reliable. And, yeah, because now they I add did punch in York Street. You did. You should complain to Uber. Because they add, because like, I'm looking at the Uber I took yesterday, they add yeah. a booking fee as well as a per trip fee, a surcharge for fuel. Probably looked at yeah. your Uber rating and said, oh, I can mess with this guy. His, his Uber uh, rating is a 1.5 out of 5. Okay, every time we talk about Uber, you decrease my <laughs> Uber rating. I don't it was so bad they wouldn't pick you up the one time. That's not true. It was oh, true. We had, to call you a we had to get a taxi because the taxis will take anyone and Uber <laughs> wouldn't take you. <laughs> I, you know what? Honestly, I think he changed it somehow. If anybody knows anything about Uber, can the driver manipulate the destination? Is that a possibility? Or did I actually just screw this up and grab? Young twelve Young Street and not twelve York Street. Yeah, I wouldn't think they'd be able to no, change it because uh, you have to change it. Like if uh, most you, of the time you they put can't it, even see it, the yeah, final destination. If you put it in wrong, 
and you're like, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going there. I'm going to another one. You have to change it through the app. They can't. They're not supposed to go anywhere. But it's in the. What does your wife think? Does she blame you? Fat fingers. Yeah, she's blaming me. <laughs> probably was you. Yeah, I would say it was probably you typed it in wrong. <laughs> I swear to God, I grabbed York. Even Rob the Dick has a higher Uber score than you. <laughs> and he carries a pistol. <laughs> yeah, he's packing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, I think it, I think it you. I think he I think he he manipulated it. I think my Uber driver changed it. That's what I think. Yeah, starting, he sound paranoid. He's, he's a hacker. George Costanza paranoid. <laughs> Somebody's going to text in and go, no, you can actually change the destination as the driver. Hmm. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. All right. All right. We'll see if we get some texts in. This is enough for me. Army Chris sent me a text. Your Uber guy rocked you. <laughs> That's it. I knew it. <laughs> That's it, eh? Can somebody help me write a complaint letter now? <laughs> yeah, even Positive Mike agreed with you. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a guarantee then, if he agreed too. Oh, wait. No, he said lock is wrong. Never mind. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I got that wrong. Sorry. It's the Locker Room's Bidet a Day in May. Courtesy of Always Plumbing and Heating. Good morning. Would you like to play Bidet a Day in May? Sure. Who are we talking to? Mike. All right, Mike. Are you ready for the, are you ready for the toilet flush? Yeah. You know how this works? I play the flush. Jimmy gives you three options. You choose the correct one? Yeah. Okay. He's a runner. (laughs) That's a long one. (laughs) That was the beginning of it. All right. Jimmy, what are the three options? The Den of Sadness, number two. Uh, no, sorry. A wrong day. Uh, <laughs> Arby's, Arby's on the Yellowhead, number two. Uh, radio Station, uh, number two. Or Locks Downstairs Toilet. Uh, radio Station. That is incorrect. That's wrong. Yeah. Play again tomorrow, Mike. Morning Cruise. It's Bidet a Day in May. What's your name? Jennifer. All right, Jennifer. Mike already got one wrong, so you're going to have two options after I play the sound of the flush for you. Here it comes. Okay. You ready? Yep. Jimmy, what are the, the options? The options are the Arby's on Yellowhead. A number two or Lachlan's a downstairs toilet? Ooh, probably Lachlan's downstairs toilet. Correct. Ding, you got her. You got yourself a brand new bidet from Always Plumbing and Heating and, of course, the locker room. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. All right, this is the locker room. My name is Lachlan Cross. I am joined weekday mornings by Grant Johnson Hello. and James P. White. James P. White is a little person from Tabor, Alberta. Uh, he's in his late 40s, closing the door here on 50 very quickly. And James P. White lives alone in the Den of Sadness. It's a term we affectionately refer to as his humble abode. Yeah, it's his James, apartment. James P. White may or may not have a drinking problem. Okay? Uh, we're not experts. I would suggest he's a drunk, but I'm not an expert. Yep. Um, James P. White also has this inability to read a room. What time did you leave Army Chris's place last night? Uh, according to my Uber receipts, uh, about 10.30. See, if it wasn't for Uber, he'd have no idea what time he left. So he left at 10.30. This is an important detail to the story I'm about to tell you. And I'm piecing this together based on secondhand information from Army Chris. From another guy that was heavy drinking, too. Yes. So, now listen. It was Wednesday, so they have an out. What else are you going to do on a Wednesday when it's nice out? Well, you You're have to. You're going to get tanked. It was 14 yeah, degrees. Yeah. 
right? It was also May the 4th be with oh, you yeah, day Star or whatever, Wars day, so yeah. Jimmy was celebrating. Jimmy, on a fairly regular basis, will end up over at Army Chris's place to drink too much. That's what happened yesterday. They started at about noon, and during the afternoon, an emergency happened for a friend of of uh, Army Chris's. We don't need to mention who it is, but it was a medical situation. This friend has their 80-year-old mother staying with them from back east. Okay? Lovely lady. Now, she's sort of in a predicament now because her son needs to go to the hospital. So, Army Chris, he's that guy in the friends group that sort of every you can just trust army chris to take care of anything yeah right all right so she watches her loved one go through a medical emergency oh no somebody goes to the house to help them out okay he gets rushed to the hospital he's at the hospital now okay now what do we do with grandma okay well we're gonna load her into a car and take her to army chris's Army Chris is good friends with this guy. Oh, no. This happens all the time in his life. He just ends up... When Bonzi came to town at Christmas, what did we do? He we, ended I up didn't want him living there, at yeah. my house. We just pawned him off at, Ar- at Army Chris's. He's that guy. He's, he's a good friend. So, Grandma Gonuts shows up at Army Chris's at like 6 o'clock last night. Oh, no. <laughs> what time did you leave, Jimmy? Ten thirty. At any point during the night, did you feel like maybe you should have left? That the two of you pounding alcoholic beverages, listening to Kid Rock, listening to Kid Rock on his back deck, might be distressing for somebody that just witnessed their son go through a medical emergency. Doesn't know you guys at all. She's here from the from the East Coast. Her son is in the hospital. She's going to a stranger's house to stay the night, and she's an <laughs> alcoholic midget there with his shirt it's off. A little person. <laughs> Drinking beer, listening to Kid Rock. <laughs> Probably had a lightsaber out at some point. Probably swinging weapons around. I'm sure they had the guns out. <laughs> Every other functioning the human being on the planet would go, okay, this is I'm probably going to get out of here. This is a rough one. Yeah. She just saw something. Maybe I'll I'll leave because Army Chris probably needs to sober up here. Yeah. Maybe I'll head home now. No, there's still about eight beer left in that <laughs> 15 pack I brought over. Uh, <sighs> Do you remember Grandma being there? Yeah. Did you guys talk? Did you hit it off? Did she have a beer? We did chat. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is Jimmy's life. Yeah. Like the social cues just don't exist. Just not not a thing, right? (laughs) Just doesn't know how to read a room. And that's what we love about him. I found out because I sent Army Chris a text this morning about this friend because I saw on social media that he's he had a bad day yesterday in the yeah. hospital. And then he starts telling me the story about his mother over at his place and he's caretaking. And I'm like, what time did she get there? <laughs> this is after I, I knew everything about Jimmy. Yeah, you knew that he, he was there all night. Jimmy, you're an idiot. You should have gone home. <laughs> Such a moron. Uh, our little friend, Jimmy. We want to get you on today because, once again, the Edmonton Elks proving that uh, this is an organization that puts the community first. That is one thing that I, I've, I've noticed since I've been in Edmonton, that you truly are a community organization. And when it comes to giving back, um, you guys sort of set the table and the example in 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 the Edmonton market and for sports as as a whole right across the country, in my opinion. Um, and I, I'm I'm seeing that Victor, you're going to carry that mantle as well. Can you tell us a little bit about the announcement dealing with Ukraine from this morning? 
Well, thank you for that. And, and really a big part of why I love this team and I love this city is that we are a community-owned team that doesn't just necessarily put profit at the front and center. It puts, how does it make this community better? We have decided for our June 3rd first home preseason game to create a new package, which is basically a $15 ticket for any seat in the house and 100% of the net proceeds goes to supporting Stand with Ukraine. And um, the city has agreed to waive their fees. So we've got great support from the city of Edmonton. And this is an opportunity for us as the professional team, community owned, to take the lead in our city on a cause that's highly relevant to us and Mm -hmm. bring together, you know, the entire city, there's only one organization that can bring 56,000 people together, and that's the Edmonton Elks. And I know that this city rallies around a cause, and this is a particular cause that impacts every single one of us. Like we have went to school with, with, with people, we are our neighbors, our friends that are impacted by this war. And particularly the funds are going to go to the Canadian-Ukrainian um, Council, which supports the um, Ukrainians that have uh, moved to Edmonton. And this money is going to be going back to the community to helping them integrate and settle down into Edmonton. One of the things that's not being covered in the news as much as it maybe should be, uh, because we're focused, so hyper-focused on the war itself right now and the struggles that Ukraine is in um, from community to community, uh, you know, a, a half a world away from us based on a, a completely pointless war. But what's happening as a result is millions of people, and I think the number is closing in on 5 million, people have left Ukraine to escape the devastation. And of course, they flood into neighboring countries. And then right away, that that mass exodus is on the shoulders of these European nations. And I mean, a lot of them are in Poland and and a lot of these countries want to help out, but I think they're being overwhelmed right now. Canada has stepped up and done its part to try to bring as many Ukrainians to to Canada as possible. And they're going to hit the ground here and they're going to need help when they hit the ground. Absolutely. I mean, you nailed it. Just imagine how your life gets upended with your wife, your children, your kids, you know, you, you pick up and leave where you've spent your whole life and you have to go to another country, not of your choice to, to escape, to save your life. And so to come with nothing, but maybe the stuff in one bag and it's, it's a horrible state of the world that with all of our technology and everything that we have, that this is still the kind of issues that we deal with. That's the reality, but we have to, so we have to deal with what we can and provide the solutions, what we can. And, um, you know, when we talked to our team, we said, I said to them, like, what can we do for our preseason game to rally the community? And, um, and I, was talking through the different issues. And I said, I want to do something because we have a responsibility as a community owned team to take a leadership role in Mm -hmm. the city. You know, we can't just sit by and and, and pretend it's business as usual. So I think you really hit the nail on the head about, about the stress that it puts on neighboring countries, on the community. And also this is the kind of situations where you see people's true character really come to the surface. Who decides to help their brother or their sister when they're in need. Mm-hmm. When do the tickets, the $15 stand with Ukraine tickets go on sale for the June 3rd? They went on sale about seven minutes ago, 9 a.m. Okay. today. Perfect. So lots of time for people to make plans for that June 3rd game. That's a Friday night, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. The Stampeders are in town. Um, I just I commend you and the organization, Victor, for once again stepping up and doing something really, really cool. Um, I, I know you guys want to give back every t- every chance you can. And, and with the 50-50s, um, which generate a ton of revenue for, for local sports and other charities in, um, in the Edmonton area. So, uh, again, kudos from, from the locker room. And if there's anything that we can do, we'll promote this ticket for you. But if there's anything we can do, Victor, on our end to help you get the word out about this June 3rd Stand With Ukraine ticket, just let us know. Okay, get your... 
your people to keep us in touch with any changes or developments or any potential interview opportunities. And we'll make sure that we keep pushing that. Okay. Will do, sir. Much appreciated. And and I know that the, the writing section is going to come out in full force <laughs> on this kind of stuff, you know? So um, I'm, I, I was, I was expecting my membership card to your section already. Okay. We're working I on that. Didn't get it, so we'll waiting, that right? Yeah. We'll get that. We, we still want you to like us. We're not sure we're ready in that relationship for you to come and drink with us. We'll get there though, Victor. I don't want to, I don't want to roll by your section and I get rejected. They're like, Oh no, no, no. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we should talk a little bit about the draft. Um, you guys were busy. You and, and uh, Mr. Jones there had a, uh, had a successful day the other day. Well, I don't want to take any credit from it because it's coach Jones and his team and his brilliant multi-level chess playing game that he is that he executes and uh it is a master class when you see someone who's really good and very passionate about their job and you know um how they look at the at the chess game yeah like if you think you, you know football i'd say that we are playing at best elementary level checkers and he's a grandmaster at chess playing in 20. I mean, he's playing nine different chess boys, I'll say, yeah, you know, yeah. at the same time. And it's, it is really amazing what him and his team do. Yeah. Fantastic. We're so excited about the upcoming season. Um, and uh, we can't wait for it to get started. We actually, we got a game. We got one preseason game in May. You guys are going to be in Winnipeg, right? Mm-hmm. But then yeah. we're, we're up and running in about a month. From yeah, now, eh? yeah, yeah. It's like boom, boom, boom. It's great. I mean, we got training camp coming up, so it's really, really tight, you yeah. know, because of the late season from last year. But uh, I think momentum is coming. Momentum's coming. Yeah, no, you can feel the buzz building uh, around the team, and and the city is going to get behind you guys this year. It's going to be awesome. Looking forward to it. I, I think that's everything, Victor. I think we covered it. Uh, th- thank you for uh, giving us a heads up on on this uh, this charity drive for for to help Ukraine um, and uh, stand with Ukraine, uh, Ukraine tickets. They're going to be for sale here that are for sale now. Thank you very much, and uh, I'll see you guys. You know, in a, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, All Victor. Right. Take care. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast on time and under budget. Sounds like it too. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.